Hi, I'm intuitive medium David Hansel, and in this episode of Mystic Stew, I'm going to be talking about past lives and tell you a little bit about my own experiences as well as others' experiences. Maybe see if I can help you make up your mind or come to a conclusion about whether you've been here before and whether you'll come back. Make sure you also stay tuned for the end of the show where I will tell you how you can win a free reading with me. So if you're ready to go down the rabbit hole, let's begin. So the concept of reincarnation has basically existed for thousands of years, I mean thousands. It's part of the Hindu and the Buddhist religions, a lot of the Eastern religions, they all know about it. Not as much in the States. Our religions don't really pay too much attention to that, nor do they believe in it. They pretty much think we have one shot, one shot, and that's it, which actually to me sounds absolutely ridiculous. Some people believe that it's all fake and some people believe in it quite a bit but whatever that means to you whether you believe reincarnation really exists you know i'm gonna have to let you decide for yourself i'm gonna tell you a few stories real quickly one from me um how i know it exists is the one thing that proved to me when i had a near-death experience and i was in a coma for a while one thing i saw in the coma was that i had validated now since the coma was I was, uh, they kept showing me this gentleman who was on uh, the steps by, a, it was like a Coliseum. I'm assuming it was Greece because that's what it looked like. I didn't really get all the information when I was in that position, but it was Greece. And there was a man on the, uh, on the a staircase and he was not in good shape. And I was watching him and he was screaming out saying that he can't do it anymore he can't do this anymore and then he was his arm made a motion away from him and it was towards a window they didn't have windows back then so it was like an opening like in a coliseum or a castle or a house but there's a woman standing there and he kept screaming athena athena i'm sorry and then he was praying and all of a sudden i was whooshed into that body and as i was whooshed into that body i was felt oh my gosh i felt just absolutely awful i don't know what was wrong with me there wasn't any blood but i felt almost like i was poisoned or i was just dying it was just almost over and i then too was seeing athena in that window that woman he was talking to and her expression she was so disappointed and she was so remorseful with she had her head hanging low and i remember praying to mother and father god which at the time i never thought of mother and father god i didn't know mother and father i just always said god and i promised i would come back i said i promise i'll come back i just can't do this right now i promise i'll come back and then i was gone i was washed out of that now that's going to play into things a little later on um 
but another one I had in this life growing up, I always was afraid to go underwater as a child. When we would go swimming at the pools, my parents would tell me to, you know, swim across the pool and I would just, you know, swim with my head above water. And they'd say, no, go underwater and swim. You can go faster. And I would tell them all the time, I can't go underwater. I can't go underwater because I want to breathe. And they said, you can't breathe underwater. Just go underwater and hold your breath. And I would shout all my life. I never went underwater. I didn't go underwater until a few years ago. And I'm 54 now. So it was over, it's almost 50 years for me not going to water. But I had, I had gotten sick again and I wasn't feeling well and kind of just closed my eyes. And I don't know what happened at that moment, but I had a dream of, um, well, it was kind of a dream, I guess. I was in the middle of the ocean and I knew that I was a woman for some reason, which seemed very odd. And I knew I was a woman. I had long black hair because I could see the water, the hair floating around on the surface of the water around my face. And in the distance, I saw a ship. And now it wasn't like a ship, like a cruise ship. I mean, this is like an old ship and it was way off into the distance. And as I look around me and I could tol I could, I could see around me perfectly. All there was, was water, just water, no land. And that boat was going off. As I was in that position, all I could think about was, all right, I am so screwed at this point. Um, I didn't know what to do. I just said, you know, I'm really sorry. I've got to do this. And I uh, went underwater and I took a breath and I died. And right before I woke up from that dream, they said, you've done that already. You've done that. That's not part of this life. So you can stop. That's done. And when I woke up, it was like a week or two later, you know, here I am I'm swimming around underwater. I swim underwater. I do all kinds of stuff. I no longer have that fear at all. Now, that doesn't necessarily prove there was a past life that maybe proves that maybe my brain figured out a way to get me to not be afraid of something. Who knows? But there's many stories like that out there. An anonymous reader of the Epoch Times, uh, she shared a story in which her three-year-old son told her that he liked his new daddy, even though that reader's husband was his biological father. Now, they asked him, why, why do you like your new daddy? You know, what does that mean? And he replied that his old daddy was really mean and that he stabbed him in the back and I died. But I really like my new daddy. He would never do that to me. I mean, that's scary for a very young child to say stuff like that. You know, where does that come from? There's another boy and I don't have his name. I wish I did. And if I ever do, I will put it back out here. But there is a story that was proven a little boy had said how he was murdered by an axe by somebody hit him with an axe a long long time ago and buried his body well the little boy that is now and in, in nowadays actually took somebody to that site and they found the bones that were underground and it was a very young child how he would have known that there was a body buried under the ground nobody could figure out one of the most famous ones recently was uh James Leninger, and I'm probably saying that wrong, but James Leninger, um, he began waking up and screaming when he was two years old. 
And when his parents asked him what the matter was, he'd say, airplane crash, on fire, little man, can't get out. When he was three, he would check over his toy plane like a pilot does during a pre-flight check. He also identified a drop tank without ever being told what it was. Under the instruction of a counselor and a therapist, um, her name is Carol Bowman, James' parents asked him to share his plane-related memories, and the nightmares subsided after that. He said he'd flown a uh, Corsair, which was attacked by Japanese forces and crashed, leading to his death. Now, James seemed to remember highly specific details from this life. The boat he departed from was called an Atoma, he said, and someone named Jack Larson flew on his plane. His dad discovered, uh, his dad Bruce discovered that the Navy had an aircraft called the Natoma Bay, and there was a Jack Larson living in Arkansas. James signed, uh, signed drawings, James III, and said he was shot at World War II in the Battle of uh, Iwo Jima. And sure enough, Bruce learned that a man named James M. Hudson Jr. was shot and killed at Iwo Jima. James said the plane was hit in the engine and similarly a rear gunner or a plane right next to it told ABC News the plane was hit head on right in the middle of the engine. So this little boy basically had details about something. I mean, a lot of details. Another thing too, to throw it out there to you, there are children born with these unbelievable talents. They, they know how to play a violin or play a piano and they're like four years old. Now, the only explanation for me personally is that they learned how to play it at some point. So why would we not believe that they learned how to play it in a past life and they brought that cell memory back? Because you see, we do, as far as I know, from you know doing what I do, being a medium and being a spiritual teacher and so on and so forth, is that we do have cell memory. There's a lot of things that you do in this life and sometimes pains that you feel because of a past life. You know, you might have an unexplainable pain in your chest and you wonder why do I always have that and a doctor can't find anything but it's always there. You might even have a little scar and then come to find out from some people who we've talked to who've had similar things like that. When you look back, it seemed that they were stabbed or something in a past life and that just kind of carried on with them. Now, did it mean anything? No, maybe not. It's just cell memory. It's kind of just like a scar you carry on from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. Emotional scars can be carried on from lifetime to lifetime too. If you haven't satisfied an emotional scar in one lifetime, um, the next lifetime, a little piece of that might still be there. Even if it's insignificant, it still might be there. Now, this is from an article that I wrote a while back about past lives. I'm going to kind of read from and comment on, but um, about 80% of the U.S. believes in reincarnation or at the very least an afterlife. And this percentage seems to rise every year through the participation in, you know, even though participation in religion has gone down, more people are starting to believe about past lives. Now, why do you think that is? Now, maybe with the popularity of paranormal investigating and all this extraordinary evidence documented, you know, that could be a viable explanation. Now, it seems that inevitably, we at some point may all become believers. Now, when a medium such as myself gets absolute validation from someone on the other side who has a memory of being here that tells us they had a life here, um, and that experience was in the physical, a past life, then to me that kind of proves that they did have a past life. Beings who never die must have been doing something. So why not have multiple lives? If 
you are a being and, you know, you could just float around wherever the other side is or whatever you believe heaven, you know, maybe you're there for eternity. And then somebody said, hey, you're going to be in a physical body and go experience this, but you only get one shot. Um, That's silly to me. Uh, why would someone do that to you? If you're on the other side, you could be able to come here over and over again. I mean, you might even think of this as, you know, as crazy as it sounds as maybe this is a vacation for some souls. It's like, hey, I'm going to go to Earth and see what it's like, you know, just hang out there. I was there a couple of times before, or maybe you did something here that was unresolved and you want to figure out how to resolve it. So you come back over and over because you see our souls, our real, our real selves um, we seem to be very curious by nature. We always want to learn and learning is part of who we are, whether it be easy, hard, right, or wrong. What better place to learn something fast than if you incarnate in an existence with many challenges and array of emotions, and it's all ready to experience and feel for the asking. If you don't learn everything to your expectations, you can come back and try it again. That to me makes a lot more sense than just having the one shot. As a soul, we are one with ourselves and the whole of who we are. But we do bring a little back with us from the lives and experience we have. You know, every atom of our body is the memory of every body that we've ever inhabited. We bring with us some past sometimes. So like I was saying before, most likely it's on purpose. Sometimes they're not. Children are born every day with the knowledge to take an average person years to learn, you know, such as playing instruments, like I'd mentioned before, um, math, reading, sciences. Some people inherently know these things. Where do you think they inherently know it from? Now, there are many reasons why this happens, but the two best ideas that I know are these. One, they needed a head start to accomplish something, so they may have brought a particular skill in with them to help them out in this lifetime. Or they had an ability that is near and dear to them, or it was embedded into their soul, so it just kind of came along for the ride. So say, um, we'll take a pianist. Uh, say you're a pianist in a, in a past life or musically inclined and that was just something you loved so much and that's something that's in your soul, that's ingrained in your soul. If you come back here, you might have said, you know, hey, I'm going to bring that with me because I just loved that so much. Or you might have came here um, having a little knowledge of it because maybe in this life you are going to be maybe a, a very accomplished pianist, so you might have come in with a head start. Now, suppose during a lifetime, some feelings or actions have not been acknowledged for the sake of learning or enlightenment. Well, in that case, they can follow you into the next life. And this is also true for things you have seen or experienced. If strong enough in one life, it will carry through to the next. And you can have imprints such as knowledge and knowing locations, how to navigate around them without ever having been there in this lifetime. And that's most likely because you've been here before. So to make that, explain that a little bit more, I'm sure there's many places you've gone to that just seem so familiar. And you're like, why? And you can literally navigate your way around places. Have you ever gone to a city or town and you just felt comfortable there? You just picked up exactly where everything was. You just knew. Most likely, it's probably because you've been there before. There's really not too many other explanations. Now, past lives are almost, they're kind of like childhood memories to me. So when you learn things as a child or experience certain situations, it will most likely shape your personality and the fears or likes you have in adults. Now, you can't revisit your childhood in a physical form again, but you can remember it. 
But that's kind of how past lives can work. You're merely in this life remembering things from before that shape the person you are now. So to answer the question, were you here before? Hmm, maybe the evidence speaks for itself. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode on past lives. And as promised, if you would like to win a free reading with me, just go ahead and rate this podcast and write to me at david at theywhispertome.com and I will enter your name into a drawing that I'll be doing monthly. Also follow me on Instagram at medium David Hansel. Also, you can go to my website, theywhispertome.com. If you choose from a service there you would like, use the code mysticstew2020 and it'll take 10% off. That is my thank you for you listening to this podcast. Once again, I appreciate you listening. Let me know how I can make this podcast better for you. Or if you have a topic, just go ahead and write me, david at theywhispertome.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day.